Welcome to Business Unplanned, a business podcast series from BMO. I'm Michael Hyatt, and this is part one of a four-part series where I'll be answering questions from Canadian business owners all across the country. These questions were posed at BMO's Small Business Month virtual event in October, regaining business momentum after a crisis. On today's episode, I'm joined by one of our event panelists, Amy Maroney, a VP of Marketing Communications at Moneris. So we'll be answering some questions about marketing and uncovering e-commerce best practices, which could be fitting during the holiday season. It's so nice that BMO has been able to put this amazing event together to speak to so many Canadians, so many Canadian businesses across the country in such a, I guess I'll use the term unprecedented time. It's a very strange time. And let's come out and just be very very open with you it kind of sucks right no one's feeling that great. you're kind of feeling crappy i think for a number of reasons uh you feel like you've been in this for six years it's been six months but it's been really dragging you can't see many friends you can't see family things are changing we go up levels and down levels uh the virus uh, is getting worse and better in certain places people feel very fatigued business is hard we're in a second maybe a third wave uh winter is literally coming to uh, take a look at where we really are. And I think that we're just in a very strange environment right now. But the truth is, is that this is where great leaders are born and this is where great companies emerge. You know, you'd be surprised at how many great companies have come out of very, very difficult times uh, in the past. I think that, you know, today we're gonna answer a bunch of questions about what to do and how to think about things, think about where we're at right now, is that if you had a business plan before March 2020 this year, you should probably put it in a shredder. Plan before 2020, before March, it was really in a different world. And and I kind of want to, you know, I give you, because I'm a bit of um, a tech guy and maybe a Trekkie and all the rest. It's, it's like our planet went through a wormhole. We've really gone through the universe and come out the other side. And in a way, we're not going back. Things are going to be different and stay a little different for a much longer period of time. And what's happened is that you've been forced from something called a peacetime footing to a wartime footing. And what that means is that if you look at the last crisis, if you look at the last crisis our country was in or the economy in general, the global economy was in was back in 2008 and nine when we had a, you know, a collapse that was a real estate collapse that was in a way prospectively a little easier than this collapse because we could figure it out. We could buy bonds, we could fix the real estate market and we came out of it relatively quickly this is different this is a forced recession or maybe a depression and it's a stoppage of capitalism which was really not meant to occur so the way you need to start thinking is you know kind of between 2011 and kind of the beginning of 2020 you were actually a peacetime ceo you did a lot of things based on not being at war in business but once this pandemic hit once this occurred we shifted in a matter of days in March to being a wartime CEO. So I just want to frame it that you're going to have to look at your business better and differently, and you're going to have to be open to change and pivoting and really, really focusing on very few things that you need to do. You also need to stop doing a bunch of things to only do one or two things to get your business to go forward. So if you haven't pivoted your business, if you haven't really thought about becoming virtual as much as you can, you really need to start thinking that way. You need to like think very differently where you take your business, step back from your business and say, first off, nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred in the way you look at your business today. You have to rethink your business and where it's going to go. Um, there was this feeling back in March and April that 
for sure after Labor Day, we're going to kind of come back. There was this kind of optimism, and I'm not sure where it came from. It just, after summer, we'll just kind of get back. But what we're learning is that's not true, and that won't happen for a while. For example, 25 to 50% of people may never go back to the office, and maybe that's a good thing. But that pivot and that change that we've seen is enormous. What's actually occurred is this. The digitization of everything was supposed to take 10 more years. It just happened all in 2020. So it got collapsed in really quickly. And we kind of, everything happened. This phenomenon was, you need to pivot into this digitization of everything that you normally would have done in the next, say, five to 10 years, but it's all happening now. And lastly, not only do you have to think about pivoting and understanding nothing sacred, I want you to get some help. I want you to think about your business and try to get at least one advisor to your business that's not related to your business to starkly look at your business with you and think about how can you pivot into um, business plans and models that aren't going to be what they were back in 2019. And, and, and there's no one's fault here. There's no one that had a board meeting in 2019 and said, hmm, in 2020, we should prepare for a global pandemic that shuts down almost every business. That wasn't possible. This is a rare swan activity, if you will. And now a message from our sponsor. You're listening to Business Unplanned, a business podcast series from BMO. Make sure you subscribe for more conversations, learning and insights, or visit our business hub at bmo.com forward slash small business resource hub. There you'll find helpful articles and videos for any stage of business, whether you're starting out, expanding, or looking for advice. I recommend the latest content series on crisis planning, which in this current age is more relevant than ever. There's an expansive e-guide that you can download absolutely free with chapters about cash flow crisis or even applying for government grants. And there's four companion workbooks to help you get started. So if you want to see your business one step ahead, visit bmo.com forward slash small business resource hub. So we can start with our first question today from Jennifer in Montreal. Her question is, how do I grow a virtual business? We are a yoga studio in Montreal that was solely an in-person class. Since March, we have taken our classes online and at the moment are only offering live stream and on-demand classes. How can we grow our virtual studio? We have the potential to have a lot more people in our classes, but how do we reach them? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. So here's the thing, how it applies to everybody listening to this. I want to tell you this, this very simple statement. Look, winners try new things. Winners try new things. And when, when, and real leaders, by the way, in this wartime CEO analogy I gave earlier, try new things and pivot into it. Real leaders are born now in crisis. A lot of the greatest companies started in very bad times and they pivot into it. Most great companies, you know, if you actually go back to what they were called, they weren't even called the same thing when they started their pivots. This call to action for this, we have this very, um, we have this co company in, in Montreal who basically people go to class and everything was, was fine. COVID comes, it changes it. This is a great chance for you to dramatically upgrade your business. Here's how. You need to drive your company 100% virtually right now. Okay. And then the idea is in two years, one year, two years, call it two years, put it out of your mind. When we all come back together, you always will have both. Okay, so now you have to move to that platform. You can use specialized platforms or just made for fitness instructors. Not only should you be selling your classes, 
but you should be selling weights, t-shirts, dumbbells, elastics, everything else on that site. And then you want to start into a social media campaign with other influencers or people in Montreal that can take the class and push it. And it's a bit of a big Facebook, Instagram game, but you can build up a great following and actually do incredibly well. And you may not need the space or the overhead you thought. You will be coming back to give um, uh, these real classes. But when you do, you can decide which one's more profitable for you. You might be so big online, you may actually never go back to the real class. But now the pivot uh, is a must. Our next question is actually for one of our panelists, Amy. Krista from Oshawa would like to know, during the current COVID-19 reality, what are some of the most effective ways to stimulate customer traffic? I am operating an art studio shop in a more rural setting of Nova Scotia that is more dependent on retail traffic from a wider area and more especially that generated by the tourist trade. Great question, uh, Krista. I think in terms of a lot of the tips that have been shared by some of the panelists, Tourism is obviously the, the hard part of the pandemic that has been hit the most. And the main thing for customer or for businesses to uh, understand and to, and to prepare and pivot themselves is to get online. So if you can bring those tourists to your shop uh, through an e-commerce site and get creative uh, showcasing your products online, you want to start selling uh, to also, you know, bring in your local customers as well as global customers. So you wanna look for a solution that allows you to have everything from marketing your site to accepting payments to fulfilling. If you're not on social media, also get on social media. Start really promoting your business um, in channels where your customers are going. And more and more over the pandemic, people have turned to social media for entertainment, for business news. Um, so social media is definitely a channel by which you should start engaging uh, as well. Uh, Instagram, even TikTok. I've seen TikToks where people are showcasing their art. Uh, so really get creative. And being an art studio is definitely something where you should look at, you know, showcasing how-tos, helping people really understand who you are and what you offer, um, and getting them excited and filling those creative juices. The creative side of the pandemic has also been brought out um, in people. So art is definitely something that people are turning to and how do, how do they entertain themselves while they're uh, you know, faced by staying at home uh, 24 hours a day. You know, I think there's other areas where you can look at promoting your business in terms of partnering with local government and shop local initiatives. You know, again, this is time to, to really start partnering with the community and how do you bring in some of those people across, you know, areas or even local, you know, even a trip from a, a local nearby city to come um, and visit your shop. Promotions are definitely also a proven way to drive traffic and sales, um, but be smart about your offers to make sure that you're maximizing your profitability. So some quick tips, if you're trying to get rid of excess stock, multi-buy offers or buy one, get one free offers are useful. If you want to attract more customers and think about implementing discounts, time limited discounts, 10% off, $100 off, things like that if you're spending so much in the in store. But remember to have a plan and, and, and a discipline around uh, promotion so you don't end up training customers to wait for a bargain and then they don't buy um, and come back. 
but also for best results, I think you're, you know, run promotions that are tailored to your customer's behavior. So really know your customers and, and you can do that when you're online and gathering some of their online behaviors. Promotions in store um, to also get people to come back to the store are definitely something that you can use when they're there. Give them a discount or an offer for the next visit uh, so they have a time-limited offer to come back and an incentive to come back to your store. And one of the biggest things that you should be aware of is to really focus on health and safety in your store. Be sensitive to the changes that COVID has required, you know, you to face as a retailer uh, and uh, and consumers in the safety of buying. So, for example, check out, update your checkout area and point of sale area with safety plexiglasses. Uh, enable contactless payments. Um, people don't want to be touching the machines anymore. All major credit cards have increased their limits to $250. So allow that, enable that for your customer. And signage and requirements of masks while in store will also, you know, uh, ensure that they're being safe uh, when they're shopping in the store. Also, depending on your business model, you can choose to take appointments instead of walk-ins and make sure that, you know, you have time to clean between appointments so people are feeling safe in the store. Um, so there are a number of things that you can do at this time and, uh, and in terms of getting, you know, people that are maybe not traveling globally for non-essential travel, but you can get out there in the virtual world. Our next question from Amoy in Etobicoke. And Amoy is asking, we can see that company culture has played a definitive role in driving resilience, treating employees well, and valuing customers are top drivers of resilience instead of a strong focus on the balance sheet. Do you imagine this new humanized approach to working together will remain? Do you feel that compassionate leadership contributes to a strong balance sheet? The short answer is yes. But I want to ask everybody listening a, a question about themselves. So here's the thing. You never know what kind of leader you are unless you leave an organization and how many people will just blindly follow you. I have a theory in this, in this idea. Like when, when people ask me about hiring a VP of sales for a company, and I said, you know, leaders bring armies. Uh, and leaders not only bring armies, is literally in battle. Like you watch the movie Gladiator or Patton or anything. They literally go uphills for leaders. And we have done this uh, as humans for tens of thousands of years. And leaders bring armies. I said, I have a company I'm invested in that's hi hiring a VP sales right now. And I said, I don't need to meet that person. I need to meet the three people that intend to follow them blindly to our company. And if I like those three people, I guarantee I'll like the VP sales. Meaning that leaders bring armies and people will blindly follow them. So here's a question to all of you. It's rhetorical and I need you to think about it. If you left wherever you were now and went to somewhere new, how many people will blindly follow you to the next company? And that should define if you're a leader or not, are you worth following? And a lot of people don't quite see that. And I think that the best companies don't take care of their clients. They take care of their staff who take care of their clients. And there's, you know, I remember being in, in this horrible time in 2008 and nine, where like, like the bottom had dropped out of the economy. We weren't even sure bank machines were going to have money until this stimulus package. We were so close to having no money coming out of bank machines in, in, in like November, December, 2008. And I remember I turned around and I had to renew our company's health plan. 
so I just, I just had this gut feeling that it was so important. What I did in this terrible time when we were cost cutting and trying to survive, I made the health plan better for everybody. So we came back with a health plan and we gave them all these extras, more expensive. And it wasn't that much economically, but it was a way to say, we care, we care about your health. It was just a way to say, this is something like, and it, and, and it was not just them, it, it was their partner and their children. And it just worked because we were trying to put the message out. But I'll tell you something about your, about your business. Um, the biggest mistake I made building a company was I never understood this simple fact, which is culture is everything. And in your company, culture is everything. So don't hire a VP of HR, hire a VP of people, hire a VP of culture who understands how to really do anonymous surveys through a company, to really understand what's going on, to really speak to you as a founder properly, about what's really going on. And I built my companies 10, 20 years ago. I would just, just run at the wall for sales and I would kind of ignore these things. And those were big mistakes. Like I should have probably thought about culture as everything earlier. By the time I started to do it, it really helped my business. And, and, and someone who was great in HR really taught me that. But it is an amazing transformation if you can get everybody rowing in the boat. A very small percentage of people in a company actually row the same direction as you. You, you really want to try to get people leaning into your company. You know, I'll leave you with this one idea as well. Every company has its own union, whether you officially have one or not. And you get the union you deserve. You get the union you deserve based on how you treat people and how they feel about the business. And how they think how they feel about your business. Now is a crisis, and it's your time to step up and make people feel to lean into this crisis. And I think that's a critical point. Thanks for listening to Business Unplanned, a business podcast from BMO. Join us next month for our all-new episode exploring your business questions. You don't want to miss it, so subscribe now. And while you're at it, go ahead and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. For other great resources, stop by our business resource hub at bmo.com forward slash small business resource hub, where you can book an online appointment or speak to a BMO advisor.